listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome to The Art of Love. My name is Lucia. I'm your host and a dating and relationship expert. And I'm here to entertain, educate, and enlighten you about love, dating, and relationships. Take your live calls, answer your emails, and speak to authors of books which I find interesting. And today's show is going to be fun. It's going to be upbeat. It's going to be high energy because my guest is very similar to me. <laughs> so you put two of us together. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and he just reminded me that we had actually met before, and I didn't even remember. Shame on me. Uh, the name of the book is The Relationships Men Commit to and Why. The website is understandmennow.com. The author is Jonathan As... Oh, I forgot to ask him how to pronounce his name. Asley? <laughs> is it Jonathan Asley? I'm going to ask him right now. All right, Jonathan, what's the correct pronunciation? <laughs> you got it right, Lucia Tasley. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. I am so excited. to. i, I got to say it loudly. <laughs> I'm so excited to finally make your show. Finally. I've actually, I don't even know, I didn't even tell you this when we spoke. I actually emailed you a year and a half ago saying, please interview me. And, and <laughs> but I, I think did, it got lost in junk mail. Yeah, I didn't get it. Otherwise, I, hell yeah, I would have had you on. Sorry about that. No worries. <laughs> okay, so you are here, finally, and uh, yes. Jonathan is a dating relationship coach and author of The Relationships Men Commit To and Why. He calls himself the defender of women's hearts. So I have this image of like a white knight on a horse <laughs> riding through and, no, don't go there, go here. <laughs> he is a successful entrepreneur and a graduate of LMU. And the most interesting thing about him, I think, is the fact that he's dating another uh, dating and relationship expert. So congratulations on that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, do you guys, like, sit around and analyze your relationship? Oh, my God. The processing <laughs> going on between our relationship is endless. <laughs> oh, my God. You can't get away from it. No. In fact, well, what usually happens is we're talking about everyone else's relationship, and I'm like, well, what, how does that relate to us? <laughs> right. Yeah, you can't ever leave work at work. You have to bring it home with you. No. Um, so we got a lot to discuss. Now, yes. um, you said that when you met your girlfriend, her feminine energy was intoxicating. So please talk about that. Well, well, okay, where do I begin? Um, well, I, I, I need to backtrack for a second to tell you how we met. So that might help kind of identify that. Is that okay? Um, <laughs> the very brief version. I, okay, I, okay. <laughs> no, but I, I, I will tell you this. When we, I, I saw her on Facebook, and I, when we became Facebook friends, and that's how we, we originally connected, we started off purely as friends, but when I met her face-to-face, -face, her feminine energy was absolutely intoxicating. What I meant by that, and I'll just kind of, is that there was just so much 
kind of a presence to receive because the feminine energy is about receiving and being open. In other words, she wasn't dominating the conversation. She wasn't being overbearing. She was just being in a place of receivership and just, just absolute, you know, gentleness in a way to allow me to just communicate. But we, our dialogue was free flowing together. It wasn't dominating. And that's what happens oftentimes when I meet successful kind of powerful women. They're all in their warrior mode and they're, in their masculine mode, and they're not in that receivership mode. So that's what I meant by that. Ah, okay. So she was like, she wasn't tr- trying to be bossy, trying to tell you what to yeah. do. <laughs> and she wasn't like talking too much. It was just balanced. It was very balanced. Okay, good. All right. Okay. Because <laughs> I know a lot of, uh, you know, women have a problem with that. They don't even realize that they're not in their feminine energy. Well, I was at a, 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 sing, a social function uh, before I even met my beloved, and it was a singles event, like a rapid dating. And, there were, and the, the thing is, there was a social hour beforehand, and I walked up to five women, and four of them were literally battling each other out for the conversation. But there was this one woman who was just quiet, just, just radiated even feminine grace. I, I can't even describe it other than just that energy she put out was so feminine, Guess who I wanted to talk to? Right. It wasn't the women that were battling it out because they were like literally in a sword fight of conversation. <laughs> so and but the other one was the one who I gravitated to, and we ended up having coffee later that evening. Yeah, you know that reminds me. I was at a party one time, and it was like a similar situation. There was like four girls, four of us girls, women, whatever, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then two hot guys came up to talk to us, and all those three other women, they start, you know, they start making like talking and and try to impress them. And I'm like, okay, how am I going to stand out here? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not one to like just jump in and try to you know, out-talk others. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. And lo and behold, eventually they got tired of talking to them. They turned to me and they're like, so you're being very quiet. Tell us about you. I think a woman who just gently with a smile and, and actually if her eyes focuses on his mouth, I, I read this recently that if you focus on someone's mouth, that mm. actually kind of brings the attention and the, their, their interest in a different way. Wow. Um, but I think with a gentle smile and soft conversation and just, just kind of focus on his mouth, that could make all the difference in getting his attention. All right. Let's all try that. Okay, so in your book you talk about bad daters versus bad guys. What's the difference? Well, there are so many guys, okay, <laughs> bad daters. I think, you know, here's one of the challenges when it comes, and my, most of my work also helps people with the online dating world. And I just think some of the challenges both men and women have, and, and there's, the nice, I, there's nice guys and then there's bad boys, but I think there's a lot of really quality men who just aren't good at dating, or maybe they just haven't built that confidence level yet to date in those initial stages of meeting women, but they'd make great partners in life. So I, I think for those men, and what's great is there's so many courses out there to help men with just dating and confidence and, and starting conversations. They just need a little bit of extra help to get over that initial hurdle because men, ideally in the dynamic of men and women, men should be the initiators. I just think that dynamic is going to hold true. Um, for success in the long run. So if men can learn how to be better initiators, there's so many quality guys out there that would be perfect to be in relationship with. What are some things that someone might do if they're a bad dater? Um, what do you mean? 
Like, what do you mean, the, the woman do or the man do? No, like the, the guy. He's not a bad guy. He's just a bad dater. So what are some mistakes like a bad dater would make? Well, some, okay, I'll give you an example of what a bad dater makes. Sometimes they might talk too much during a date, okay? Oh, okay? That might be an example of just someone who's a bad dater, that they're not in balanced conversation. And the inverse of that is the guy who doesn't talk too much. I think those are two things. You know, sometimes just simple, um, you know, things like, uh, pulling out a woman's chair might be just a sign of just being a better dater or someone who's a gentleman. Those mm-hmm. are simple acts. Um, but I, I think it's just sometimes their unconsciousness, especially mental men. men. Men who are into their mental state and they're not emotional state oftentimes creates a bad dater because they're thinking too much and not connecting with a woman at an emotional level. Right. <clears throat> What's going on? On over there, Jonathan. Oh, <laughs> sorry <someone>. about that. <laughs> <laughs> that. Okay, so let's talk about mixed signals. What does that usually mean? Well, I think oftentimes men in their pursuit phase are coming on very strong because we're driven by testosterone, we're driven by our sex organs. So that mixed signal means that you might think that we're totally into you for long-term in relationship when really we're just into you for the moment. So I think that's one of the biggest mixed signals that we send is that we're kind of coming on strong, but that doesn't mean that we want long-term relationship. So then how should a woman interpret those signals? What should she do? Well, I think you need to have, you know, know your boundaries, know your limits. I I think if you're, if you have to be conscious that men do want sex oftentimes on the first or second date. So recognize that that's not a signal for long-term relationships. So if what you're looking for is long-term relationships, then just be cognizant of that and recognize that if you, jumping into bed does not make for a long-term relationship. No. Um, but could it also be because there's like that adjustment period when you first meet someone, um, you know, let's say you have other people in your life, other people you're dating, and plus you've got your life going on, and you're not quite sure about this person. Like, you know, a friend of mine, he met someone, and he liked her right away. He liked her smile. And, you know, they kind of kept in touch. They kind of did and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he wasn't really pursuing that hard until one time he happened to call her, and she was available, and they spent the day together. And after that, it was like, okay, now it's on. Yes. So, uh, you know, could the mixed signal just be that he's not quite there yet? Well, I subs- the thing is, and I, that is so true, I think for many men who are dating right now, they need to be, there's some men that totally have a big crush on a woman, and they'll come on very strong. And I just don't mean physically, I mean they're really interested in them. That's the way I approach my my sweetheart. I was very interested in her, so I came on strong. There's other men that you need time to warm up. They need time warming up right. <laughs> being in relationships. So it may take a little bit of getting to know someone. And there's no, here's the thing, there's no absolute and there's no right or wrong answer here either. Um, because every situation is unique. What you have to do, and I think for women, this is something I, I try to teach, is learning to listen to your inner voice and that place where it comes from that place of calm inside of you to interpret the signals of a man. And if you can get better at listening to your inner voice, you're going to know what to do most often. Right. So, okay, speaking of knowing what to do, then how can a woman know if a guy is just looking for sex as opposed to looking for love? I think when they engage you, okay, for a man who's looking beyond just sex, they actually take time to get to know you. They want to get to know your personal life, a bit of your history. They, they want to engage you beyond just the chemical component, the chemistry that's going on. They literally take the time to learn about you. And I don't think they're so heavily in pursuit of sex mode 
they're in pursuit of friendship mode. That's a guy who's looking for a long-term relationship. And then I also find that if a guy uses the word, oh, if he says in complimenting a woman, oh, you're sexy, as opposed to you're beautiful, if he uses the word sexy, I tend to suspect he's more on the looking for sex side. Do you agree? I would absolutely agree <laughs> if a man, because truth be told, sexy is it's sexual. You know, yeah. when we use those terms. You're hot. You know, God, I want to jump you. I mean, that's a pretty obvious one. But I, often, I mean, I, I, I mean, you know this because you know you've coached many men and women over the years. I think oftentimes when the chemistry, especially that sexual chemistry, is really intense right in the beginning, Mm-hmm. That most often turns into a disaster as far as a relationship concerns. Rarely does intense chemistry equal long-term relationship. It just means you have intense chemistry. Right. Exactly. Um, now, I've, I haven't heard a lot of people speaking about this, but I did, you know, a male friend of mine who coaches me <laughs> okay. told me about it. And a few people have mentioned it. It's about, you know, making the concept of making a guy earn things, you know, more money, uh, not more money, sorry, more time, more intimacy. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I I struggle with that. I struggle with uh, making men do anything kind of thing. But I also I do subscribe to I'm going to call it the art of love. Okay, (laughs) And and there's a difference. I think there's if we learn, especially if my the clients I work with, I always talk about patience. So recognizing that if you slow the pace down and be patient, but not necessarily as, as a attack to get what you want per se, but slow the process down, I think that can pay huge benefits and huge rewards in the long run uh, by, by being patient. And, and in a way, I'm saying give a taste, but don't give it all. <laughs> um, okay, so then how would a woman slow things down? Well, let's let's take for example, you're out on a date and there's an intense chemistry, and he's well. First off, if he's all over you physically, and that's a if, if let's say your natural reaction is to want to engage in that, then just don't necessarily go in it all the way. Just keep a little bit of pay, a little bit of space, a little bit of distance. And I'm mm-hmm. saying if that's if you're intensely interested. If you're not interested, you want absolute space in that regard. But don't make yourself always so available for dates. Don't always make yourself, like, in other words, if he texts you, don't respond back right away. Wait 10, 15 minutes. Give a little bit of pace, your space before you respond. Don't make it so easy that he just becomes accustomed to you responding quickly, as an example. And don't always make yourself available for a date. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go out on a date with him, but if he calls you at the last minute on a Friday night at 8 o'clock, let's get together, no, I'm busy. I have other plans, even though you might already be, you know, you might be at home watching TV or something or right. on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better be hidden if you're on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so back to the earning thing. Okay, maybe I, I shouldn't have used the word make. I sh- you should never say make someone do something. I said um, have them earn it. Like, um, like someone, you know, who's interested in me, you know, he wanted me to send him some photos of me. Uh, and so I'm like, okay. And then he said, send me three, please. But I felt he hadn't been putting, you know, enough time and energy into, you know, building something with me. So I said, no, you're going to get just one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're, but that's you setting the pace right at that moment. You're not, you're, even though he's made a request, you're saying what you, you're setting up a boundary for yourself in that regard. And that's really what I want for my client, the clients I work with is set, set healthy boundaries for yourself. That's really part of, of making them earnest. 
is having is knowing your own boundaries, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, you talked about um, one time you were in a, a relationship where you were chemically addicted. You weren't in love. You were chemically addicted. Mm. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten about that. Um, okay, oh, so, my God. Uh, yes. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure that's happened more than once. <laughs> um, I, okay. I do, uh, when we think of the word chemistry, let's take the root of that word, chemical. So there are chemical bonds that we have with other human beings, whether there's pheromones and hormones and things, and all of a sudden there's little electrical you know, stimulants going in our brain, dopamine, and there's all these other fancy words, oxytocin and testosterone, just to name a few. And I think there are some people that we are absolutely chemically bonded to. In other words, their scent sends you awry, or they're just even their taste, something about them sends you, and that's chemical I think we can be very chem- we have there are people out there that we're chemically bonded to. We have to be careful to confuse that with long-term love. So then okay? how, how can a woman know if the guy's in love or chemically bonded? Well, the, okay, the first okay, the first 90 days, we don't know, you know there's we don't know what's going to happen. The reality is is rarely do we ever know what's going to happen in relationships from the first 90 days. Rarely do two people meet and fall in love and get married. I mean in today's world rarely do people get meet get married in less than 90 days. And and 90 days is all chemical and chemistry. Mm-hmm. True love happens when you start the what I call the meat of the relationship. You start sharing activities. You start um, spent doing social hobbies, social activities together, hobbies, spending time with family. True love is a form of really caring for someone and ultimately is, is really caring for them in those places that you might not like about them. <laughs> okay? Right. Um, some call it the wabi-sabi love. In my book, I call it um, the price of the whole package, and that is that's that's loving people for the things you might not like about them. Right. Okay. So then you're so then the, the thing where you were chemically addicted. So that was just like a ninety. You that was within the ninety days. Well, actually, that went five months. But <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't know. Thought... Uh, but yeah, I mean, but basically, I was chemically addicted to this person because we really, ultimately, she was so not right for me from a long-term perspective. Mm. But I just couldn't help myself. I couldn't help myself because I was so drawn and addicted to this person. Not, I don't mean sexual addiction. Yeah. I just mean addicted to the person. Right. Okay. So moving right along, okay. you said that men, <laughs> lots of questions here for you. Um, okay. You said that men do not need to be forced into a commitment. They make it very clear when they want it, and they will be very unclear when they do not. So please elaborate. Well, I think men who there are some men that clearly know what they want in their lives. Now, men who have um, okay, men who know their purpose in life and have a clear vision of what they want on a personal level oftentimes also come into relationship knowing what they want. That's one thing. And when a man is clear what he wants in relationship, when he meets someone special, he doesn't play the game of, of you know, pulling back or being, you know, having doubts or, you know, uh, I'm, not, I'm ready to take things slow or I'm not looking for a serious relationship. A man who clearly knows what he wants is going to be forthright when he meets someone special. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the challenge with most men today is there's some okay right now and my the group that I coach with is the over 40 crowd so I just want to be clear about that because there's a different dynamic between 20 20 and 30 year olds versus the 40 year olds yeah. many men are going through many men in their 40s are going through their what I call hero's journey to commitment but another way to call that is a midlife crisis 
And if a man's in that midlife shift in his life, he's uncertain about his own life, so he's going to be equally uncertain of what it looks like to be in relationship. And so if a man is changing jobs or he's struggling at work or he's going through a divorce or he's got issues with an ex, all of those factors are going to make him uncertain of what he wants, which means he'll be equally uncertain of what he wants in long-term relationship. Now, here's the thing, Lucia. Mm -hmm. Men want companionship, attention, affection, and regular sex. Okay? Mm -hmm. we want women, women want something close. They want yeah. companionship, attention, affection, and regular intimacy and security. That's the kind of the difference between men and women. But since we want companionship, attention, affection, and regular sex, that doesn't mean we want long-term relationship. We just want those components with someone at the moment, right. not necessarily for the long term. Right. In fact, there's a, you know, people don't realize there's a difference between uh, being monogamous and being committed. Oh, absolutely. I think being in an exclusive monogamous relationship and being, see, committed is another level of saying, I've got your back, honey. And, it, you know, like, it, it could be something simple like, hey, there's this man out in front of my house and I'm scared. A committed man's going to show up and say, I want to protect her. Yeah. Okay? A guy who's in a monogamous relationship, <laughs> it's, it's all just sex. He's like, oh, I'm out playing golf with my buddy. Sorry, honey. <laughs> Wish I could be there, but I got to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the difference between a man in a committed relationship. Um, he shows up. His actions match his words, mostly. That's the one key difference is his actions match his words. And you say, let him think commitment is his idea and he will be all yours. So you're saying for the woman to never bring it up? Well, I, I, I had lunch just a, a couple days ago with a friend of mine who's in an absolute committed relationship. He lives with the person, but she is, and they're in their, they're 50 years old, okay? So mm -hmm. they're not, they're no spring chicken. They each <laughs> have children that are grown. And she keeps pushing marriage. Ugh. And the more she pushes, Ugh. more, and he's ready to leave the relationship yeah. because of it. But yet, he said, I'd want to spend the rest of my life with her. If she would just shut up. <laughs> well, not just, well I, and he didn't, it, it, it's not just that, because she's putting pressure on something that he doesn't believe in at this moment. Yeah. He's been married twice. He doesn't need to go down this road. But the more pressure she puts, she's going to lose a great guy because of this. Mm -hmm. Men need it to be their idea to get married. If it's your idea, then they can't be buying into it. And if they do buy into it, oftentimes men who'd say yes, they usually are miserable later on, and they end up, you know, there's usually there's, you know, some point where the relationship breaks down. Yeah, it's so crazy because women, I feel it's women's insecurity that makes them want to push for this, not realizing that by pushing, they're actually creating the situation they fear, which is he is going to leave because he doesn't want to hear this. No, exactly. The more you push, the more. And, and men, look, at I, I wrote in my book, The Four Keys of the Kingdom, but mostly men you be fed, have regular sex, fuel their ego, and if they have fun, they're rarely ever going to leave anyone in relationship. Right. Exactly. Now, here, let me tell you about something see what you have to say about this. Stop. The, the two guys, two of the three guys I had long-term relationships with, okay. you know, one wanted to marry me and one, we probably would have, well, he wanted to marry me too, but uh, he didn't ask. He just, <laughs> uh, okay. but anyway, they're both like five-year relationships, but I didn't have to do anything. I mean, I, I wasn't trying to attract them. I wasn't chasing. I did nothing. What do, okay. you, what do you think about that? Well, I think 
uh, you know, they obviously cared about you. I mean, these are men who, you know, I, did they, I suspect they cherished you. They enjoyed spending time with you. You guys had, uh, you, you had fun together. Am I right? Yeah, but it's like, because this is like, you know, it's going to like hurt our business because, you know, everyone's coming to us. is like, oh, how should I act with men, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, I feel like saying, don't do anything. <laughs> Well, <laughs> do nothing. Okay, let me just say that. No, no, no. Because let me just say this. Men need attention and affection. Okay, we all need attention, affection, and appreciation. Those are three key components in any relationship. Okay? Mm -hmm. so, and it needs to go both ways. It can't be singular in this regard. It has to go both ways right. for men to really want to stay in. So I suspect you were giving your guys a lot of attention, affection, and appreciation. Uh, not really. <laughs> Really? Well, then. <laughs> there goes that theory. <laughs> so why did you stay? <laughs> um, well, what, um, well, <laughs> that's another story. I'm calling you on it, sweetheart. <laughs> that's another story. Uh, okay. One was a long distance thing, so it wasn't really a matter of staying. Okay. And then the other one, the other one, we were, uh, we lived together. Oh. What? Well, you know what? I, I have a theory, too, that men have, okay, there are men that are with certain women that they feel are out of their league. Yes. So if these guys felt like you were out of their league, yes. they, I mean, there's so many men that are attracted to that type of woman right. that they literally will do everything. They put, once a man puts a woman like that up on a pedestal, she doesn't have to do anything. I don't believe there's a balance in relationship though. Truth be told, right. I don't think it's healthy that it's, that, that's an imbalanced relationship if someone's put up on a pedestal. Yeah, in fact, I wasn't in love with them, which is why I didn't marry them. That's why if you couldn't feel the polarity there was so imbalanced that you couldn't feel any love for them because they filled in all the space. If they had pulled back, you would have been chasing them. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Well, Actually, let's flip this around because oftentimes women put men up on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. And when they make it so easy for the guy, guy gets lazy. No offense. Right. And there's no room for him to chase. Men need the chase to want to stay engaged. Yeah, and you also say that men do not want to feel that they got something for nothing. No. Men need to, men need to earn, every, you know, men in their biological sense, we need to earn, whether it's our professional life, uh, whether it's uh, our relationships, all the things that, like even playing golf, if it came easy, we wouldn't appreciate it. But boy, do we appreciate that, that time we worked really hard swinging the golf club and all of a sudden it's a perfect shot and it's a hole in one. That's when we appreciate it. <laughs> okay, so then that goes back to what I was saying earlier about earning. Yes. They have to earn whatever in, in the relationship. I think, I think men who make regular deposits in a relationship of a, just showing appreciation, giving that attention, making effort, their actions matching their words. Because yeah. a lot of men, they blow smoke up a woman's ass by mm -hmm. saying lots of words and no action. Right. Okay? How you earn it are with your actions. It's how you demonstrate what you truly want. Relationship is with the actions. Yeah, and I think also men don't realize that, you know what, it's really not that hard to keep a woman happy in the sense that as long as you do what you say you're going to do, I think you're mm -hmm. going to cut out 90% of the arguments. 
Well, you know, I, arguments sometimes are the most ridiculous, trivial things that yes. happen. But if you do exactly what you just said, if they say if they do what they say they're going to do, it's going to alleviate tons of issues in relationship. But let me I know we're kind of a little bit bashing men for a second. I just want <laughs> to say something. There's OK, because one of the things I hear all too often is there's no good men out there. And there is an abundance of quality good guys. Just some of them are bad daters, is what I talked about earlier. So, but there's an abundance of great men out there. And, and also the thing, also, uh, we were just talking about the fact of, you know, just doing what you say you're going to do. I think if the man is really into the woman or if he's in love, he is going to uh, do what he says he's going to do more often than not. Don't you agree? Absolutely. When a man is truly smitten or in love with someone, his, his actions are going to usually match his words. And so... Ideally, you know, I'd say ideally, relationships that are built on healthy foundations of mutual respect, cherishing one another, I said the attention, affection, appreciation, and actions matching words, those are the ingredients for making, and also chemistry, communication, compatibility, character, and continuity, those are the makings for a long-term successful relationship. Right, and you talk about that in your book. Um, Yes. Now, in terms of just talking about sex again for a second, you also said that sometimes men push for sex because they don't want to be put into the friend zone. So talk about that. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well men push for sex because we want sex. Well, men, yeah. Okay, and we need to recognize that we men achieve love from the bottom up, okay? Women achieve love from the top down, wow. okay? I like so, that. To, okay, so for a man, it starts with his groin to get to his heart. And a way to a woman's heart is through your is through her mind. Right. It's to real. It's it's through your words. It's between her ears. That's how you get to a woman's heart. It doesn't. So for us men, it starts from the bottom up. Um, so that's. And I'm not suggesting you sleep with a guy so he falls in love. But we don't start. We don't start feeling our heart till we reach. Till, you know, we we start kind of from there. <laughs> so you're saying so a guy can't fall in love until he has sex with a woman. Well, I think rarely will a man. Tr- I, I think okay. Let's define what love is. Mm-hmm. I don't mean will a man be visually vis- visually attracted to or physically attracted to a woman and perceive that as be love. Absolutely, we call that Cupid's arrow. Mm-hmm. You see someone, you go, oh, I'm in love. That's not real love. That's just intense lust or infatuation. So I want to differentiate that. But a way when a man, man who through intimacy or through sex is more apt to reach his heart, and if the bonding that occurs there is spectacular, he's going to, be, he's going to begin the natural process of falling in love through both physical, uh, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual means. So going back to what I originally asked you, so then sometimes guys may uh, you know, ask for sex on the second or third date only because they don't want to be put into the friend zone, but they're perfectly willing oh. to wait. No, men ask. Men want sex on the first date because we want sex. It's, I don't think it's about putting it in the friend zone. They don't. And, but but there is truth that they don't want to be in a friend zone either. Nobody. So there's a fine line between recognizing that men just want sex, but also if they're interested in you, they also don't want to be put into the friend zone. So once you're intimate, you're more or less likely you're less likely to be in the friend zone once you're intimate. Right. Um, okay, so speaking of intimacy, um, how is an emotional connection formed? Mm. Mm. 
Well, <laughs> right, I need my, my beloved to answer that because she's Uh-oh. a marriage and family therapist and a doctor. But I think the way the emotional connection is formed, I, I truly believe this. While on a physical level we can achieve connection with someone, I truly believe that the emotional connection comes through friendship. I, think, I, I believe that when we, are, when we bond with someone at a friendship level, both men and women, but especially for men, when we're both physically bonded and we connect with you at a friendship level, that that's the, that emotional level, we're more apt to remain. We're more apt to become, you know, want serious relationship and want long-term relationship. When it goes beyond just the sex, and we really, because the truth is, how nobody's having sex. Okay, there's 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people are doing it for more than two hours for any given day. <laughs> and oftentimes, it's less than that. Yes. When you add up all the hours, how yeah. many times people are really having sex. But you're having emotional sex through your words and connecting at a friendship level. Got it. Okay, so in um, talking about, you know, uh, you had an incident on Valentine's Day with your, as you call her, <laughs> yeah, your beloved, yes. where you screwed up. <laughs> Yes. I can't believe it, Jonathan. You of all people. <laughs> no, believe me, I caught hell for that. <laughs> I know. And so, in describing that, you said that you know you, you felt fear and the reason for it. So, if you just want to briefly just go through what happened, and then we'll talk about the three F's: uh, fixation, freedom, and fear. Okay. Um, for Valentine's Day, what happened was I was in a brand new relationship with someone who I was hugely smitten by, or I mean, in rela- I'm in relationship with her now, <laughs> but I was hugely smitten by her. I, and in a way, she, she told me, okay, let me backtrack. She told me early on she wasn't interested in me, okay? So, and I kind of pushed from a friendship to, I asked for a friendship date mm-hmm. for a first date instead of a romantic date. And it took about three or four days before she warmed up to me on a romantic level. So we had just started dating. I think it was only three or four weeks, and Valentine's Day came up. But I was, um, I was preoccupied because I was doing a Valentine's Day workshop. So I didn't have time to go get her a present, to go get flowers, to go get candy. I didn't do anything because I was so preoccupied with a big workshop I was doing for Valentine's Day. So sure enough, I just finished my workshop, and I was doing it from her home. And we were ready to sit down, and I had nothing prepared. I totally blew it. Wow. And she is, I mean, she is Miss Valentine's Day. I mean, she loves Valentine's Day, and she normally decorates and do all that kind of stuff. I learned this the following year. But so I was in big trouble. Um, What happened, though, Lucia, was I took her for granted. Mm Mm-hmm. I took the relationship for granted because we had just started dating. We just started getting intimate together. We just started reaching that point where she opened up and gave me a bit of trust. And I, I, as a man, I took it for granted. And, again, it's being a dating coach, I coach women on understanding men. I'm not here to say I totally understand women. And as much as I know how to communicate to women, I had been out of practice for a little while. So it literally was the best kick in the pants. Mm. The best kick in the pants to to really remember who I was in my core, and I have a romantic soul. So I literally jumped in because in, she, I felt like she didn't want to see me again. So I jumped into hyper mode where I 
sent her a FedEx package with a beautiful card in it. And I said, save the date for the following Saturday. And I planned a romantic dinner. And that was my way of apologizing, but also being steadfast and resolute that I wanted a relationship. Because I could have taken the easy way out and said, okay, next. And I didn't. Right. But you also, when I heard you speaking about it, you talked about that you were actually feeling some fear. Oh, I was feeling total fear during that time because I felt like she didn't want to see me ever again. I mean, for a period of time. So, or excuse me, for about a day, I felt like she wasn't going to be, she wanted to not see me because of this. Now, I, what happened inside of me was I went into an anxious state. And even though she was taking space for a day from the relationship, I went into real anxious mode and I went into fear. And what I realized that these were my, you know, my childhood insecurities that came up around love and attachment. I can, you know, there's, there's a great book on attachment styles called Attached, and it talks about this. But for me, I went into fear that she wasn't going to want to see me anymore. And I was very, I was already chemical. Look at, I bonded. This is not, I'm not. I'm not addicted chemistry-wise, but I'm very chemically attracted to my beloved. So you know, I was going to be bummed if we broke up. You know what I got from listening to that? I don't know if you guys realize this. Maybe you have. Okay, because I didn't realize you had only been dating three or four weeks at that time. Yes. Um, and and see, like if I was dating someone for three or four weeks, I wouldn't have gotten that upset. But I think she may, I mean, I don't know how upset she was. I'm just pretending to know how upset she was. But, yeah, yeah. But it's like, but, but then when you said she's Miss Valentine, it's like, oh, because that's such a huge day for her. Yeah. If it was, because if it was someone else who it wasn't that a, such a huge day for them, maybe the reaction would have been different. And she would have said, oh, you know, wow, I thought we would have done something. But it wouldn't have been that strong after only three or four weeks. Well, we had just been intimate. We had just spent a weekend together in Santa Barbara. So we were coming off of a lot of intimacy. Mm. So I, I think coming off of the intimacy and then having that happen in my particular case was, I was, I, I look at, I blew it. I'm going to own it. Right, right. You're a <laughs> because I, you know, And here's where we men sometimes go myopic too, because I, I literally, and why I want to stress this is sometimes we get to a point where we take something for granted. And I'm glad she got upset. Because if she didn't, it kicked me into gear for yeah, me. Yeah. But that's because I cheer, I really, this was someone that I respected, someone I cared about, and someone I was interested in. If I wasn't interested in and care about her and really didn't respect her, I would have said, oh, she's pissed off at me. Ah, so what? Next. Right. This is someone I wanted to get to know. So we, and, and I'm going to be candid, we didn't jump into bed right away. I, we took our time before we became physically intimate. So... In one sense, I blew it because we just spent time in that capacity, and all of a sudden, I didn't do anything. Now, here's the thing. I didn't do anything. I, went, I screwed. It wasn't I screwed up. I, mean, I did screw up, but I, I didn't even get a card. That's how stupid I was. Okay, so that's where the fixation thing comes in that I mentioned earlier, because you said that you were fixated on what you were doing, and that men go into that space sometimes. Sometimes when we get fixated, okay, so I was so focused on what I was doing professionally at that moment, that all, I went into this myopic state, and we sometimes forget, you know, the kind of, the outside world. There's no balance in that moment when we get fixated. And so, and by the way, we, let me just tell you something. I scored big time when I got kicked in the butt. I, I turned it around, 
and looked like a hero after the fact. So no, even though it's kind of a story I share, it also was a great opportunity for me to kick, turn it around and become a hero. Right. But yes, men can get fixated. Okay, so fixation, then there's freedom. Okay, in that moment, there was an opportunity where I could have, I had freedom because in that, okay, so I'm fixated now, there's this opportunity for my relationship to go one or two directions. Now, I chose being in a relationship with her. Um, so in that moment of freedom, I had an opportunity to make a choice. And what I chose and what I said is to fight. In other words, I wanted to fight for the relationship, which really means I make effort to make it happen. Right. Um, and some men don't choose that. Some gen- right. men choose to move on. I chose to fight for the relationship. Yeah, because you were interested. So if someone moves on yeah. and they weren't that interested, and you know, what are you going to do? Because I was interested, and let me just say this, I was interested in more than just sex, because there are plenty of men they are strictly only interested in the sex. I was interested in something more, because for many men, and I talk about this too, men who have sowed their oats, so to speak, they're not looking for their next conquest. They're looking for the next, they're looking for the love of their life, the woman who's going to open their heart up, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Men who are just, you know, players and, you know, men who are just in it for the chase, they're just looking at to open their lower chakras, not their heart chakra. <laughs> so then how can a woman, now you, you said something very interesting, so then how can a woman open up a man's heart? How's, how does she do that? I think, remember what I mentioned earlier about a woman just being in feminine grace or that feminine energy? Mm-hmm. When a woman is in that feminine state or that feminine energy, they're not in their masculine energy. That's the best way to open up a man's heart. When relationships are in competition, oftentimes when there's competition in relationship, there's rarely going to be a heart opening. When a man can truly be himself, and be who he is, and the woman is in that place of receivership and just, I said, grace, if you will, that's the way to open a man's heart. Just a a simple touch, simple look, a simple, I care about you, I think about you. These are all little ways to open a man's heart. Men don't need much. Men need their ego stroked a little bit. And men definitely want to have fun. They don't want to be in a relationship with someone who's kind of naggy or bitchy or complaining all the time. When it's fun and you feel his ego and even fill his belly a little bit and he's getting fed with, you know, sex on a regular basis, he's going to open his heart or he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Now, um, in your book, you talk about also the different types of men. So I want to discuss the awakening man. How can, mm. how can a woman identify this awakening man? Because that's the guy I, I want. I love this man, <laughs> the awakening man. And, you know, there's different terms for him. There's the conscious man. This is a man, okay, typically men go through, remember I talked about their hero's journey to commitment? Yes. They go through a midlife crisis. It all happens. And, and for some men, they get truly humbled. Maybe something happened where they lost their job or there's a shift going on in their life. Maybe they went through a divorce. It could be a hundred different things. I think first off, they start taking personal stock and personal ownership of their actions. That's the first thing. In that, they begin to do personal growth work. They might attend a Tony Robbins event. Uh, They might attend a Abraham Hicks event, something where they start going beyond the surface and start doing personal growth work. That's the beginning of the awakening and or consciousness. But I think what's critical 
is that they're and they're not driven by testosterone mm-hmm. uh, in their life, and they're not driven by sex. So right off the bat, you'll see this with a man, even if you have intense chemistry, he keeps the pace at developing the friendship as much as it is the physical side. And you'll see, if a man demonstrates that in the first three or four dates, chances are that they really deeply want to get to know you, and they want to experience all look at women are the most delicious we men are so blessed because women are the most delicious creatures on this planet there's nothing more delicious than a woman who's in their feminine grace mm-hmm. and is just in her goddess being uh, and for the man who is able to achieve that he's going to have you know a lifetime of bliss there's no doubt in my mind Aww. but for that man he's got to be really prepared and awakened for that woman he's got to do personal growth work for that to happen so I guess a really good place to find him would be at a, a personal growth workshop. Absolutely, those are. <laughs> uh, and also that they're, they're be, they're, they have a spiritual awakening. I also want to say that it's it's both a conscious awakening, but it's a spiritual awakening because, again, after forty, the real big questions happen to us: Who am I? And you know, where am I going? Once we start asking ourselves those questions, that's the beginning phase of the awakening. You know, some men, and I even talked about in my book, they, they have, remember I talked about the men with issues. Men with issues find those answers through drugs and through alcohol and through re- sexual partners. They're, they're repressing or self-medicating mm-hmm. their emotions because what happens with the awakened man, he's now awakening to his emotions. Right? Mm-hmm. And now he's, he's taking stock of the feelings that are going on and how to manage those emotions. Because we men have been told as little boys to repress our emotions and to keep them buried inside of us. And when it starts to come out, it can come out like a big volcano for a lot of men. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, that's the uh, relationship I think we all aspire to is to have the conscious relationship. Well, I talked about that in my book, but ultimately a conscious relationship is really about mutual partnership, and it's not about codependency, it's about interdependency. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Let's talk about one more guy, and that's the romancer, so why is he a dangerous guy? (laughs) Romancer is the guy that can talk chick talk. He can speak Uh like a woman, (laughs) because he can speak his emotions, Mm. and he's a communicative. A lot of salesmen are this way, Mm. men who are are used to talking, but we can talk at an emotional level. This guy is very dangerous, the romancer. And here's the problem with the romancer. He's in love with the idea of being in love. He loves the idea of being in love, Mm. but he still has, and and these are the toughest guys to figure out, because they come on so not just strong, but they come off so ready. And then, boom, their dysfunction happens about six weeks in, and they do a major pullback. Um, you know, this is where I said be, look for men whose actions match their words. Right. The romancer is all words, mm, and initially his actions may appear, but even the most subtle things can be, you know, you have to really pick up on your cues here is does he really show up when he says he's going to show up? And ultimately, I I think it's important to get to know a man's background to get a sense of what his upbringing was, what his family life was, what's his his relationship with his mother. That can be a huge telltale sign of how he's going to be in relationship. 
he's got issues with his mother, mm-hmm. trust me, there's going to be issues in your relationship. You're going to pay for it. <laughs> You're going to pay for it. I, I look at that's not a guarantee, but no. it does happen frequently. And it happens the opposite, of course, also with the woman with the father. So. Yes. Oh my gosh, I can even spend, I can spend <laughs> I hours know, on that one. I'm sure you could, but well, you know what? We're out of time, Jonathan. No way. No, it's over. It's over. I'm sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> but tell us about your wonderful website and what you have to offer on there, because I know it's a lot. Okay. Oh, my God. I could spend another hour on that. <laughs> thank you. Well, first off, I want to thank you so much for being on your show. Oh, you are a delightful pleasure. host. You are thank fantastic. You. we you. got to see each other in person All soon because right. we're local. All three of us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you. My, my website is understandmennow.com, understandmennow.com. And I've got my, my, pri- my main book, which is really an e-course I call The Relationships men commit to and why and it's really helping women understand different types of relationships and why these men choose that so you don't have to second guess you know which man to date and which type of relationship he will choose and then i also do private coaching i have a fantastic membership program where we have a very active private facebook page and the membership we do uh, monthly group coaching calls it's fantastic and I do workshops almost once a month. My latest one was how to get a man to open up even if he's emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. So, and that's go. actually going to be a product I'm offering the next week. So you'll look for that on my website as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure having you on. I wish all my guests could be like you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> I had such a blast. and I truly am grateful. Thank you so much, Lucia. Okay. All the best. Take care. Hey, you too. Bye. Bye-bye now. Bye. It was a love fest today. <laughs> um, okay. And for me, my website is theartoflove.net, where I have my uh, weekly newsletter you can sign up for and a bunch of videos and articles and what else? I don't know, everything. There's a lot of there. <laughs> All my media. Oh, my God. Like everything I've done on TV and print and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> so it'll keep you busy for a while. Uh, my book is Lucia's Lessons of Love, and that's available at LessonsOfLove.net, where you can get a free excerpt. And that is it. Thank you so much for joining me today. And until next time, remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia. Right here on L.A. Talk Radio.